0: FOREVER! DOG! Just
1: between us hey.
2: Just between us hey. Hello! I'm Allison Raskin I'm a writer, mental health advocate And I think I forgot to wash
0: my conditioner out of my hair this morning <laughs> Hi, I'm Gabby Dunn. I'm a writer, icon, bisexual icon, wink, and often wrong. Oh, that's new for you to admit. Yeah, well, I think it's better to get out ahead of it. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I wanted to to bring up something interesting, and I don't know okay. if I if I necessarily agree, but I just wanted to bring it up. So we talked. I. I talked a lot about being super judgmental of people during COVID, Mm -hmm. which I still mostly stand by, but I have seen some interesting discourse, notably from former guest Devin Price on Instagram about that we don't know people's situations and that sometimes people are essential workers or sometimes they've been vaccinated or even they brought up an interesting thing about people's like mental health and sort of like, the ways in which like the isolation is really messing with people like mental health wise. And we don't know if maybe they have addictions or they're having some sort of mental health break or whatever. And then I read this really f- horrible trigger warning all around article on ProPublica yesterday that was about this small town in New Mexico, where there's been like a, r- a rash of high school age kids killing themselves um, hmm. because of the pandemic. And I think like I I started get I, I knew this already, but I would be interested in statistic on the uptick of suicide because I just wanted to walk back a little bit of my judgment because I think I read some some really important nuance. And it sucks because like, I feel like a lot of this could have been prevented with better like government intervention. But I was imagining myself in high school going through this. And I think like, it would have been massively difficult, like right now, hard, but like, Okay, at 32. Mm -hmm. High school, I think like reading that article really touched me and really made me imagine myself in that situation. And it was not good. It was very bleak. So, I mean, if you can handle it, I recommend that article. It was on ProPublica. It just made me like really sad for young people. And I think that's a lot of our audience. So, I mean, I, I, I don't have any answers, but I just think if you're feeling like up to it and if you're feeling alone, this article is really great. And also Devin Price's Instagram has had some really good stuff. I, I'm very curious to see statistics in a couple of years on mental health and the pandemic. They're
2: not going to be good. No, of course not. No, I know. But I'm just saying like, it's already, it's not good. And, you know, also one of the things you're touching on is like, you know, we're in a time in our lives where it's sort of like every day is a day, whatever. But when you're in high school, and when you're in college, like those are like times of your life that you're losing. Of course. Losing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's even interesting for me where on the one hand, it's like my fiance left me, but also I'm no longer planning a wedding during a pandemic. How do you feel about that? (laughs) You know, like, obviously I would prefer if my fiance hadn't left me, but now it's like if and when I do get married again, like I'll probably be able to actually celebrate it in the Mm -hmm. way that like we had both wished we could have, Mm -hmm. you know, because like we didn't get to celebrate with our friends and family we didn't get to have an engagement party I didn't get to go wedding dress shopping with my parent my mom and my sister and you know I didn't get yeah. to do all of these things that I would have had been doing if it hadn't been for the pandemic yeah. so unless we get another global <laughs> pandemic I'll probably get to do it <laughs> yeah. now you know so for people who are you know in that time of their life where these things were like You don't get a redo. You don't get a redo. It is really tough. You know, people who don't get to have another prom don't get to have, you know, another graduation. It is it is a loss. And I think that it's important to acknowledge that loss and to
0: grieve that loss. When I was in high school, I had no concept of longevity or perspective. Like I was Mm -hmm. very much like what's happening now is what's going to happen forever because your brain's not formed. Yeah. It would have been, I think, super detrimental to me. And I think it's really going to have an effect on the, on this Gen Z, uh, for a while. And that's like where I fell down a rabbit hole of reading about and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, articles calling it the lost years and kids in, in different parts of the country who rely on football to like get them out mm-hmm. of their hometown mm-hmm. and stuff who like can't make tapes for recruiters and like are not playing their years where they can show, you know, get college scholarships and stuff like it just is overwhelming.
2: Yeah, the, the fallout is a lot broader than I think we all think about. Right. Right. Because the first level is death. Do you know what I mean? So the first level is so extreme and Mm -hmm. so vast. And so it's hard not to focus on that. Mm -hmm. But then you have to like, you take that step back and you're like, oh my God. And and then it's this too, and it's that too. And it's, you know, Mm -hmm. and so I think sometimes it's like, well, who am I to feel grief about the fact that I can't play football when my friend's dad died from COVID, but you know, it's all valid. All of that grief is valid.
0: Yeah, totally. So I just wanted to say that to, to our audience and also like, any parents that are listening, I'm sure. Cause we have a wide range. I can't imagine my mom would have felt awful. Like mm-hmm. I just can't imagine. Like she wanted me to have such a good uh, experience in high school and college and like was very intense about that. And I, uh, you know, she was working on an uphill battle. Cause I was not having a great <laughs> time in high school for sure. Like uh, no fault of hers, but uh, it was not good. And so, yeah, I just think as a parent, too, it's like you feel so helpless. Like, what can you even do? Yeah,
2: I'm worried that I'm going to be of the mind
0: where I'm just going to be like, yeah, this this stuff's going to (laughs) suck. We get into a mindset where you just start believing like, yeah, sure, everything's bad. (laughs) Or I guess for me, I'm
2: really worried, like as a parent, that I'm gonna be in that mindset of like it gets better, mm-hmm. but I have to not overly do that. I have to recognize that like the present matters too, right. and that like I have to not just be of like, yeah, I know it sucks now, but it'll be okay because it's it, it sucks now, and that and it shouldn't suck now. Yes,
0: exactly. You know yeah. what? Well, we're gonna actually get into this in our um, yeah topic. We don't want to. Yeah, we don't want
2: yeah. to blow our load here. Jesus. Anyway. Just between us, a variety
0: show filled with heartfelt advice, <laughs> ridiculous games, <laughs> and brutal honesty. Uh, today, we're going to be discussing reentering society and why it's okay to be scared in our topic segment. And then, when we return from the break, we're going to answer a listener's question. So make sure you stick around.
2: Just between us, we're back. You know what that means. <laughs> Hit it! International question! International question! International question! Anonymous. TLDR. How do I deal with self-limiting thoughts and feeling like my time is running out? What a theme we're on today. I know, right? Hi, Gabby and Allison. I spent a good chunk of my 20s dealing with what I now know was debilitating depression that held me back greatly. Mm. My dream forever was to be a public interest lawyer, and I talked myself out of it all the time because what if I fail? So and so is doing better than me and I can't compete. What if I've lost momentum? What if it's too late? I was 25 slash 26 and a whole slew of other depressive, cruel thoughts. I'm 30 now and getting to a healthier, happier place and advocating for myself more. And of course, law school is still on my mind. Deep down, I know I could do it and be great at it. But if I thought I was to this or not enough of that in my 20s, I'm definitely still struggling with that in my 30s. I'm still so stuck on numbers, comparisons and this freaking timeline. Like I'll be mid 30s when I graduate law school. If I start next year, I tell myself I'll be 35 anyway. Might as well be a 30. 35 year old public interest lawyer than not but something still half holds me back how can someone manage such extremely pervasive self-limiting thoughts such as feeling not good enough for success or comparing yourself to others what about ageism within yourself and feeling like a late bloomer whose time is running out thank you so much for taking the time to read this
0: Ooh, this just gave me a slight panic feeling in my chest. <laughs> um, reading the, uh, hearing this, I compare myself constantly. I've worked on it a lot, but I last night I like wrote in my journal, like jealous, jealous, jealous. You know, feeling like I'm comparing to this person. I don't know anything and. And like, I'm not as good as this person. And why don't I have what this person has? And just like, I've ran out of time and all of this stuff that, I mean, I used to judge when I was 26. I used to like, look at people who were 30 and be like, I feel so bad for you. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Did you do that too? Um,
2: Well, I definitely used to have a lot of older friends. And so I like loved being the young one. And I love that like, I... I was like doing stuff and they were like in their late 20s, 30s. And I was like in my early 20s. And I was like, I'm crushing it. Um, and now I'm in my early 30s. And I'm like, uh oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, think, I think you're right on anonymous with like, might as well be a 35 year old public interest mm-hmm. lawyer. Like, I think like you're going to get to that age anyway, may as well like have completed your goal by that point. I have had to reevaluate what is old and what is like, you're too late and whatever, like by like looking at all these people who, one, I'm still alive Two, who didn't start. You're not a ghost. (laughs) I'm not a ghost. You're not a spooky, spooky ghost. Sorry. I mean, I wish, but no. Um, (laughs) And I, and so many people have not didn't start their careers or didn't know what they wanted to do until they were 30s, 40s. Like there's so many people that we admire that like didn't you know, didn't realize what they wanted to do until a certain age. I think a lot of this is capitalism, which we can blame for most things on this show Mm -hmm. where like you have to, you have this idea and this drive and all of this media telling you that you have to know exactly what you want to do. And you have to be so successful by this age. And also like, I think if you're a female bodied person, it's like, Oh my God, well, I have to have kids by this age because then my eggs are dying. And blah, blah, blah. Um, And so there is a very real family timeline on those people. If you want to have a family, although you could adopt, you could, you know, freeze your eggs, like all these kinds of things, I I guess that are very expensive though. So like less so of a timeline on, I think, male body people, but like, it's still mostly so self-imposed and mostly so this idea that you can't change later in life, that there's like, you have to start on a path. And if you, ch- if you decide to do something later, or if you just write your first book at 41, or if you, whatever, all these things, it's like, you're basically dead by the time, like by the time you're 35, you may as well lay in a coffin. Like that is bonkers to me. Do you feel 31? No. Yeah. I don't feel I it feel, either. No. I, cause I,
2: I wish I knew more stuff about like forms. Um, <laughs> like, I think I have to say For one of my classes I have to keep taking all of these personality tests mm. Which I now find to be a complete waste of time <laughs> And I was taking one yesterday And it was like all about like How future oriented I am And like all of this stuff And one of the things about Having the rug pulled out from under me With the abandonment Was I now recognize that like to a certain extent, planning for the future is so futile. Yeah. <laughs> that like I just don't know. Mm-hmm. And so I think two things are really happening for me. I'm I'm recognizing that I have very little control over the future, both based on my personal life and my fiance abandoning me. And so I'd been laying this groundwork for, you know almost two years with this person. I had done everything quote unquote right. Mm-hmm. I had from the beginning said what I my intentions were. We had moved in together. We had gotten engaged. We had been building a life together. We had, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was working towards this, this lifestyle that I wanted. Uh, and then it went bye-bye. I would say not even bye-bye. That would have been nicer. I went bye. Um, and then... <laughs> And then with my school, I'm in this program where I literally have no idea what I'm gonna do with it. Mm-hmm. Where I, I'm i in the program. I have no idea if I'm going, you know, right now I'm on I'm on track to probably graduate and end of 2022, but I have no idea if I will have professional commitments that prevent me from graduating mm-hmm. that quickly. Um I hope that I do because that would be great. That means probably that I sold something or Mm -hmm. I've staffed on a show or, you know, Mm -hmm. that's almost like something I I want to happen potentially. Mm -hmm. I also don't know if I'm going to get licensed because, again, that sort of means that my writing career isn't going the way that I want it to be. But I'm sort of I'm taking this new approach of of taking things so much more day by day. Mm-hmm. And in taking things more day by day, I'm letting myself take on so many more opportunities mm-hmm. because it's like, who the fuck knows? Mm-hmm. I might as well just do as many things as possible and then see where everything lands. Right.
0: Like if you, if, if this listener goes to law school, right? you're only in law school that day you know that exactly. you're in law school today and maybe tomorrow but you right. don't know like anything could happen you could you could like you you are planning to be a lawyer but like who knows um so you can only make decisions for yourself based on like that day When you overly plan and like, it's
2: great. Obviously you want to have a sense Mm -hmm. of like what you want to do. And I think that like, it's so interesting because I think that you feel weighed down by the fact that you want have this, this desire, Mm -hmm. but you are of a certain age, but there are so many people out there that don't know what they want to do with their lives.
0: And that's fine. And
2: that's fine. Yeah. But the fact that you know what you want to do with your life. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a gift. And that's something so many people wish that they had. Yes. And so for you to have such a specific goal in mind, you owe it to yourself to fucking go after that goal. Yes. You know, like who cares what age you are? Like, I guarantee there are plenty of 40 year olds who are like, oh, if I wanted to be a pub, like, I wish I wanted to be a public interest lawyer. Mm -hmm. I wish I wanted to be anything. I wish I knew what Mm -hmm. I wanted to be, you Mm -hmm. know, because that clarity can be so freeing. Mm -hmm. And so, I feel like you really owe it to yourself if you have that clarity to follow it and not let these arbitrary numbers get in the way of of what you know about yourself.
0: Sometimes I get very down on myself for not having been more strategic. Like I wonder. But but you can't, like, I was, (laughs) look how strategic I was with Jake. Yeah.
2: It doesn't matter. Or like, look how strategic I was with my career. It doesn't, like, we, you know, like, We were we were seconds away from having a TV show on MTV. Mm -hmm. And then our third lead was accused of rape. Right. Do you know, like you can do everything right. And it does not It does. It literally does not matter.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, Because there's so many things that are out of your control. Right. And and We I mean, we could have never predicted that. Right. There are so many things Mm -hmm. that happen where you're just like you you make a list in your head of like, here's all the bad things that could happen. And then in my experience, the one bad thing that does happen is literally something you could have never conceived of. Right. W- you just wouldn't ne- like, it just would never even enter your brain. And you're like, I didn't see that one coming. And that like, is, that's exactly, I mean, <laughs> my trip, my trip back to LA, I was like, traveling with sugar traveling
2: mm-hmm. without jake getting back to the apartment without him being there the, the emotional pain of that oh my knee dislocated yeah and do you that, know what i mean even I didn't even do like... on your top 100 list
0: of things that exactly. could
2: happen yeah
0: i know i know and i but i get down on myself because i guess i have this idea that other people are like really strategic about like but i i think i guess i have been as strategic as i could have possibly Absolutely. been 100 um, percent yeah and I, even if
2: even if you wouldn't it doesn't even necessarily mean that you would be in a different place like yeah so so much of life is out of our control yeah. what we can control is how we react to things yeah what we can control is our adaptability we can control our openness mm-hmm. we can control our lack of self-judgment and we can control not putting like arbitrary limitations on ourselves
0: yeah so some stuff has been my fault. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, like some stuff is like whoops, that's on me. Like in terms of like not being in control, sometimes I have been in control and I steered the car right off the cliff. <laughs> uh so that's hard to deal with, but uh, but in in some ways you go back and you pick apart and you're like, well, it's mental illness, it's you know, this was mm-hmm. going on and and whatever. I think like the not good enough, it's like so many people are so bad at their jobs and make so many mm-hmm. bad, like I have started being like, there are so many bad movies. Like what is to <laughs> stop me from making, like there are so totally. many, there's so many bad movies and those yeah. movies got made. Mm-hmm. So why am I saying I'm not enough? I'm not good enough. I'm not whatever. When like, like there are so many bad lawyers, Anonymous. Like yeah, you know what I mean. Like, if you want to be a lawyer, like, let me tell you something. There's no good enough to be a lawyer. There's no good enough that like it's what you make it. And to just even have that fear of not being good enough will make you a better mm -hmm, lawyer than mm -hmm. half the lawyers out there. (laughs) (laughs) There's truly like, there's truly like no timeline. Late bloomer is such a, a, it doesn't even. What does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything. And like, if if you get your law, if you become a lawyer at 35 hopefully in terms of lifespan, you'll be practicing law for like 30 more years. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do with those 30? If you don't get your law degree, it's like, you'll either spend those 30 years with a law degree or not with a law degree. You know what I mean? Like, and also you'll be in law school knowing that that's what's right for you
2: versus a 24 year old who didn't know what to do right after right. college or was maybe pressured into it by their parents mm-hmm. or hadn't really thought it through. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there is something to making these big decisions about our our lives later in life when we know who we are, when our brain is fully formed mm-hmm. and those decisions being better decisions because we are older. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, and, you know, also like how awful to think that you're the best of your life and the best of yourself is behind you.
0: I am so much better now and so much more comfortable and so much more Mm -hmm. like healthy. I'm I'm the hottest I've ever been. Like I think (laughs) I figured out what I want my style to be. Like I figured out so many things. Is it the bangs? It's the bank well it's it's the shit the banks it's also the shaggier hair it's also like figuring out my gender and what that looks like like mm-hmm. there's so many things that are that could only have come later in life and like right. if i had been given sometimes i wonder about like if we had been given if, if we were doing things when we were younger would it have been any good i mean the things that i wrote when i was like 25 a lot of that stuff is on the internet and i don't stand by it i don't think it's good I just think this
2: idea that people have that like our younger years are our best years is, is a really, it's a fallacy. Mm -hmm. And it's also a bummer Mm -hmm. because those, for most of us, those years are over, you know? Yeah. And like, you know, my tattoo is like of a late blooming flower to like remind me that the best is always yet to come
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because otherwise what's the, what's the point of, of keep going? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) thinking that you've peaked is like, this is the thing. Here's the thing with my depressive episodes is I get so depressed and I'll be like, nothing good is ever going to happen. I'm so depressed. And then like, and then like, I'll always be like, it's over, everything's over. And then something comes at me that I would have never expected. Mm -hmm. It's always like something will happen. That is, is always, and then I'll be like, like, I, this is a terrible example, but like in April of 2019, I was like fully going to kill myself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm going to kill myself. Like, that's what I'm going to do, whatever. And then I started dating Mal in June. Like, Mm -hmm. imagine if like, and we've talked about this in like a, in like a very serious conversation where I was like, Mal, like, there's a world in which I was, I was dead and we never date. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, and that's Mm -hmm. like really, really upsetting. Yeah. So you just never know. And I think that
2: one of the things that has helped me a lot is being more present focused. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's hard when you're in the depressive episode because then your present is telling you that every it's gonna, that every day is going to be as bad as today. Yeah, but I think if you're not in a depressive episode, being like, oh, you know, and and like, you know, being like, okay, well, right now, I'm doing something. I'm with my friend or mm-hmm. like right now I'm, I'm applying to law school. So today I accomplished something not thinking like, okay, so then in six years I don't have this and then yeah. I have that. And then, you know, like don't, don't let yourself go those like thousand steps down the road. Just be like, what was my task for today? Did I accomplish my task today? Yeah. Um. And if you break it up and if you, and if you're more present focus and if you're more living day to day, week to week, like I think that that's the way where you don't let your age get in your way as much because then you're just thirty. I've just <laughs>
0: you're stopped not thinking of what you my know what age. I mean? is. Like yeah. I just stop thinking gotta about just,
2: it. You gotta just take it away. And I and I definitely following the abandonment was in a real fuck about my age and was like, I'm too old now. All the good ones are taken. Like if this had happened three years ago, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But like now, I'm too old. You know, and do like what my that- mom did get a
0: divorced one. <laughs> yeah
2: but like you know like that that's where my ageism really came out for me but then again like I was available and I was
0: that's what I'm saying you know what I mean yeah you're a good one and you're available right so there's some some poor man out there who got left by his fiance too and you guys are meant to be exactly and and like I yeah and I think that ageism is something that you have in your 20s towards other people and I think like you know, my dad didn't get sober till he was like in his 50s, like, his life began then. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that like, I have really I had those thoughts when I was younger. And I really just I have to not concern myself with other people having those thoughts about me. And I have to just be like, wow, there's so many years ahead of me. How fun.
2: And to me, another thing is, it's like, and this is maybe like a a weird way of looking at it, is like I never know when the next bad thing is going to happen, so I need to appreciate the now.
0: Oh, I think about that all the time. Yeah, and it's like, and and also aging makes you think that too, right? Where you're like, I appreciate my parents so much, I want to talk to them. I. I appreciate Mm -hmm. like, you know, my aunt and uncle and I want to talk to them. Like if I'm laying with Mal and the dog, I'm like, I mean, this is anxiety too, where I'm like, how much longer will this, will it be me, Mal and Beans? You know, like that's a finite amount of time. So you have to just, when you're all cuddled together, like be happy about it. You know, like if I'm talking to my mom, it's like, you won't always be able to call your mom. So appreciate it now. Like it it sounds like anxiety. Well, why don't we shift it to
2: gratitude? gratitude. I, think work, I think working on gratitude <laughs> might really help, yeah. help counteract some of this this fear Yeah. Um, in a big way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope that helped Anonymous. If you want to <laughs> submit your international question, send it to justbetweenuspod at gmail.com. That's justbetweenuspod at
0: gmail.com. We're going to take a break and then we'll get back to discuss reentering society and why it's okay to be scared.
2: just between us. It's time for topic. XXXXXXX X, 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 baby. Baby. So part of what like um inspired this topic was like, <laughs> you know, my mom, I'm so lucky in that like both my parents have gotten vaccinated, mm-hmm. which is huge and amazing. And the only reason that my mom was able to come out and help me after I dislocated my knee because mm-hmm. otherwise it would have been like too risky for her to fly out here. Mm-hmm. And you know, we were having this interesting conversation where she's like, like, yes, I, you know, all of the research is basically saying that, like, yes, you should still wear a mask and everything. But like, you can go places, you know, like she can go to Trader Joe's. She can go where she needs to go. You know, like it, it the vaccines really are effective. Mm-hmm. But she's like, it's weird to. Re enter society and it's we, it feels unnatural to like be able to go do things. And I think for a lot of us, like especially those of us who are maybe more prone to anxiety, we might have developed like a touch of agoraphobia tendencies. Mm-hmm. And you know, and and like for me with OCD, like I used to not wash my hands after I would touch just like the outside or Mm -hmm. you know or like i wouldn't like wash my debit card after i would use it Mm -hmm. in the past but now because of coronavirus i always wash my debit card and then it's going to be like well will i keep washing my debit card now Mm -hmm. or do i not you know and so like there's all these things of like where it's going to be this this readjustment Mm -hmm. as we re-enter um and and as exciting as it is for things to eventually open back up in the next you know in the summer and fall, it's also kind of scary, right? Yeah.
0: I mean, I never really got used to wearing a mask. I'll still like get out of my car and be like, ah, I got to go back and get it. Like I never, (laughs) I never, um, I never super got, like I feel like the people that are like, oh my God, it became so normalized. I still forget it all the time. I still, I I mean, I'm not not, like going up to people or anything, but I'll like walk out and be like, have to go back to my car and stuff. But uh, it is like very, weird to, to see old like party scenes and stuff. I mean, I want to, I want to go out to the fucking club. I want to go out to the bar. Like, but like, I wonder if I'll be really like scared to do it. I mean, also like anxiety wise, I hadn't seen my friend Alexis in a year. I had not seen mm-hmm. her in a year and she came over and we sat in the backyard. Uh, and I had like a little bit of nerves about her coming over. Cause I don't know how to interact with people anymore. I have no yeah. concept. what do Mm -hmm. you talk about? Like, how do you, right. There's been like, definitely Carly and Robin and Brittany and Cerise have come over. And so like that crew I've seen a lot, but like friends that I used to see all the time, like it's, it's different. Like hanging out with people on zoom is like very different than seeing them in person. And also like friends that I would see a lot in person. I, I haven't really been zooming with them because it's like, I don't know why. I think I just I think like social anxiety has really grown in me. And I used to be mm-hmm. like a butterfly. Like I used to be like, <laughs> you know, like very into socializing. And, um, I wonder if I'll be very nervous out at like the bars and clubs now. And I also like one-on-one interactions. I don't know how to talk to anyone. It was fine with Alexis. It was really good. But up and leading up to it, I was like, what are yeah. words? I don't know.
2: Well, I think that maybe, you know, it could be helpful that we like do start zooming with the people that we hope to see in Mm -hmm. the future. And, and I, And if you can, I mean, in the areas of the world where it's not freezing to to start doing these socially distanced outdoor gatherings, I pretty much maintain those throughout. So I think that that helped me a lot Mm -hmm. because living in L.A., I was able to like always go to a park. Mm -hmm. And so but yeah, I mean, like I haven't seen Renee in the year because she went back home to Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen you in a year. Yeah.
0: we were together, it's, it's, we were together one year ago today. It's probably the one, or no, a week ago. It's probably the around the one year anniversary of the last time we were in the same room. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. I know. The casualness with which I used to go and do things, like I'm gonna, it's gonna be really intense to do. I mean, even like, I don't own, like I was thinking about going to meetings and how much like, you know, I have a meeting after this and I'll just be sitting in the same spot. -hmm. So, like going to meetings, what's that going to be like? I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now. When I go, when we go back to in person meetings, I need to get, I need to get like a button down.
2: Like, (laughs) I don't have, or just like allowing for traffic time. So, like for me, like going back to school, like now it's like, okay, it, it, the classes is is seven to 10, and that's it. But now it's going to be six to 11 because I have to
0: add in the driving, you know? Like, maybe we won't go back to that. Maybe we'll still be online. That would be nice. No, I think they're going back to it. But So so this is the thing now that we've become so used to online. Is it going to be a thing where if I want to hang out with a friend, are we just going to hop on Skype more so than like, like Kirsten lives in L.A., our friend Kirsten. But she's like busy and I'm busy and she's on a script for a thing. And so like we're just we're we were going to go on a hike. But now like we're like, let's just hop on Zoom and talk. Like, is that the new thing? Maybe, but maybe it's more of a mix, you know? So maybe
2: it's like not that big of a deal to have to say, hey, can we just do this meeting on Zoom versus Mm -hmm. me drive to Santa Monica, which is an hour away. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe on the days when you can drive an hour away, you do. So Mm -hmm. maybe maybe we'll be finding, you know, and and you know what's really interesting is like last night in class, like one of the guys in my class like works at a... um. A group home for foster kids and is working during class, you know, like is is like on call, like at work and like told my teacher was like, hey, I'm going to have to turn my Zoom off because I, I have to drive. I have to drive for work. And my teacher was like, "Okay, be safe. Yeah, but like, in no world could he have taken the class mm-hmm. in the past and also worked at the same time, right? But it allows this accessibility where he's able to get his degree while also working mm-hmm. at the same during the mm-hmm. same hours, and that's mm-hmm. awesome, you yeah. know. And so I'm like, that part
0: of it is super cool, and so I'm like, I don't want to lose that part of it. Yeah, things are maybe going to change for for the better in some ways in terms of accessibility. But also I want to be I want to be at the gay. club. Let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. Chromatica came out. We got a new Lady Gaga album. (laughs) And I have not been to the West Hollywood clubs to dance to it. And I, I, Liam, I, I want it.
2: My (laughs) thing is, is I'm just really worried about my contamination OCD where like, yeah, you know, I was like wiping some stuff off and my mom was like, you know, but they've really proven that it's not on surfaces. And I was like, yeah, but this is just me and my germ stuff. This is like not coronavirus stuff, but it's because I've been (laughs) like allowed that Mm -hmm. leeway to to get into those habits during that time. when we thought that it was Mm -hmm. on surfaces, you know, so. It's going to be an adjustment period. I'm fearing going back to to school and sitting on chairs, everyone sat on and like, you know, like because I've I've been able to just be in in comfort zones for mm-hmm. so long or I've been able to justify when I do go somewhere. Like I went to the doctor yesterday. I then came back and showered and I was able to justify that to Mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. But like in six months, a year, like, can I still justify that to myself? Mm -hmm. No, I'm going to have to push through that discomfort. I'm going to have to get back to the the way that I used to be, Mm -hmm. where I could go to the doctor and still be in my clothes and be in my apartment Mm -hmm. and be fine with that. And and it's going to be another adjustment. But. I think we just have to keep in mind that we are flexible. We are mm-hmm. adaptable. And like, even with the social anxiety, like, yes, the first few months might feel weird. But I also think that like all those skills might come back to us faster than we think that they will.
0: I'm going to be spitting in people's mouths at the club. It's going to be amazing. Okay. Uh, Melissa, okay. do you want to come in and rate this episode? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Me.
1: Uh, I just like as someone that like has a lower immune system and I get sick a lot. I haven't been sick in a year. And wow. so because of this, so it has like, I feel like there's things that I've taken from COVID that I will continue to use. Like mm-hmm. I'll probably still wipe down stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've always wash my hands, but do it more. But mm-hmm. But yeah, I uh I think there's things that, that it's like good on both ends of the spectrum. Like we'll be able to be more social, but also like if a coffee could have been a Zoom meeting that I didn't have to drive all the way to the east side, then I'd probably prefer to do that.
0: Maybe we'll all we should have all been cleaner to begin with. You know? Yes. Maybe none of us have gotten sick because we should have all been cleaner to begin with. Yeah. Okay, I'll shower after spitting in everyone's mouth at the club. Fine.
1: (laughs) Use mouthwash before too.
0: (laughs) Okay. Oh my god. Um. So what do we rate this episode? I'm gonna give this
1: 20 out of 15 blown loads.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If someone could tell me a better expression that 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 means the same thing i'm happy to use it but no indeed, I, w- I would like you to continue yeah, yeah, to it's yeah, a very yeah. useful expression i know we use it a lot um
0: <laughs> i rate it 11 out of 10 uh um, aging gracefully oh yeah and i'll do four
2: out of three spits in the mouth <laughs>
0: I want to hold an overpriced vodka soda that a bartender who's ignoring me made for me. And I want to pay that person like a million tips for it. And I want to dance with sweaty people. That's what I want. I just, I would, I would, um,
2: I'd love to go to a a nice restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I would like as well. Or just like touch
0: someone oh my god thank you for listening please come back on friday we'll be joined by julia tertian asking some tough questions about cooking mental health and body image just between us is a forever dog production hosted by me allison raskin and me gabby dunn produced by melissa demonts Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Brendan Burns composed our killer theme music. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam or youtube.com slash show make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news and at JPU Podcast on Instagram, at Allison Raskin on Instagram, at Gabby Road on Instagram, and at Emotional Support Lady for Allison's mental health Instagram. They're all on Instagram. (laughs) Bye. Forever Dog.